Hey, and welcome to the Kid Therapist Podcast. This is Allie. And this is Lauren. We are two licensed mental health therapists practicing in Maryland who love helping kids and families to manage and overcome their mental health struggles. Our goal of this podcast is to educate, inspire, and provide some insight into what could be going on with your kids. Here we go. Hey guys, another episode of the Kid Therapist Podcast here. I'm talking about regressive behaviors, things that you might be noticing that your kid is doing that, wait a second, a few months ago they weren't doing these things, or even years ago, it's been forever since you've noticed some of these behaviors, or maybe they've never done some of the things that they're demonstrating throughout all of this. So um, so yeah, let's talk more about how we can help them cope throughout this, how we can help ourselves as parents and caregivers and you know the adults in our kids' lives so that we can tolerate all the uncertainty and changes that are going on throughout this difficult time. Hey everyone, and welcome back for another episode of the Kid Therapist Podcast. Allie here, and it's been about one month of quarantine, and you know, it's been a time where kids and families have had you know, their normal routines of school and sports and after school activities, spending time with friends, all kind of, you know, taken away very suddenly. So it's been a big adjustment for everyone. One common theme that I'm noticing as a therapist when I'm working with my clients and and talking with them through our telehealth sessions is that nearly all everyone is, is dealing with some kind of level of regression. So what does that mean? Like regression is basically when a person, you know, a child or adult, they revert back to prior behaviors that were maybe seen at an earlier age or stage of development when they were younger. So some examples might include, um, you know, they want more cuddles at bedtime or they want their parents or caregivers to be more involved with bedtime routines. Um, They might have some bedwetting or potty issues spark up again, Um, thumb sucking or other kind of um, oral behaviors that you might notice like chewing on their shirt or something that's usually an anxiety response, Um, anger outbursts, low frustration tolerance for completing activities that normally would not cause these kind of reactions. And, you know, basically anything that you thought your child had, quote unquote, like outgrown, um, they're now reverting back to during this time of stress or trauma. So I've seen adults experience this as well um, in their own ways. And that's, you know, that's okay too. I'm even noticing it with myself. Like when I was a kid, I used to twirl my hair you know, kind of as a soothing way um, when I was stressed. And now I'm just randomly finding myself twirling my hair kind of subconsciously while I'm watching TV or before bed, um, or I'm listening to old songs from like middle school or high school, you know, just as a way to kind of feel nostalgic for, you know, thinking back to better times. Um, And that's okay. You know, I'm here to tell you that these behaviors are okay. They're more than okay. It's actually a, a trauma response. Like this is very normal. Um, for what's going on in our life right now that is not normal. So, you know, there's so much uncertainty um, that we're dealing with right now. And I think Lauren last week in 
the podcast episode about online learning really spoke well to this about how kids are responding, you know, from a school standpoint about the struggles they're facing with missing their teachers and their friends and being out of that school routine and how really challenging that is for everybody, for parents, teachers, kids, everybody. So the biggest suggestion that I've provided for parents right now is to really maintain that connection and to encourage flexibility and problem solving during this time. So I had like four main points that I wanted to touch on for today. And I feel you if you don't want to listen to the whole episode, if you just kind of want to hear the bullet points and then decide if you want to continue listening, I totally understand that time um, in some kind of ways goes by really quickly. Sometimes I've noticed for these days, um, at least for me personally, and then other days, you know, it feels like Groundhog Day, you're getting up doing the same thing every day and it seems to kind of just gra- you know, drag on. So, so either way, totally, totally fine. Um, but here are the kind of the four main things that I've suggested that I found have maybe been really helpful for dealing with regression. And then, you know, I'll kind of touch on each of them a little bit more. So number one, you don't have to stick to a schedule every day. Be flexible, adapt, show your kids that, you know what, we can shake things up. We can mix things up a little bit today. We don't have to follow the same school schedule every day. Um, We don't have to follow the same, you know, bedtime schedule every day or or meal schedule, you know, mix it up, make it exciting, make it different, Um, really show that flexibility. Number two, make sure you're still setting limits and boundaries with yourself and with your kids. So like if you're having to do work from home and you're finding that you're checking your email at all hours of the day, you know, maybe it would be time for you to kind of set some boundaries on that. And, you know, if you find that that's being problematic for you being able to be fully present with your kids during this time, or even present within yourself and your other relationships that you have, then maybe set a limit like, okay, 6 p.m. every day, not checking my email until the following day at you know, 8 a.m. or whatever you want to say, you know, set those boundaries with yourself and then also set them with your kids. You know, I I know it's tempting to kind of let the screen time just like roll free right now, but maybe you still want to set some limits with that or set, you know, other limits that work better with your family as far as like, you know, time spent in their room or, um, you know, time spent, you know, chatting with friends, you know, whatever you find is maybe needing a limit, you know, determine what the need is. Number three, make quality time for comfort and connection. Go back to your kid's love language. We talked about this a few episodes ago. Figure out what your love language is, what your spouse is, what all your kids' love languages are, and really hone in on that. You know, look at, you can, you know, find things online about how to truly connect with that person's love language and how to really respect and honor that and use that in a productive way. And lastly, be mindful of your own emotions, practice your own self-care throughout all of this. You know, I know self-care gets thrown around a lot. It's a buzzword right now, of course, Um, but self-care doesn't always have to be, you know, something glamorous. It could be writing in a journal. It could be just kind of laying in bed and closing your eyes for 10 minutes. You know, self-care is whatever you feel like you need to literally take care of yourself in that moment. 
Um, so, you know, just kind of be aware and be mindful of all those things. So when I talked about flexibility, it's really about dealing with unknowns and uncertainties. And that's kind of um, really the name of the game with dealing with kind of an anxiety or stress response is being able to tolerate uncertainty and teaching our kids that we can tolerate uncertainty Um, and, and showing them that, you know, this time is really uncomfortable and there's definitely times when we wish we could have the answers for the questions and this is really confusing and you might get frustrated and that's okay, but this is our time to be flexible and be a problem solver. So really show your kids how you do that. So try to avoid like the all or nothing language or like the black and white language, you know, examples like always, never, nothing, like you never do this or you're always on your phone, you know, things like that. Try to avoid that kind of language. Um, And this is really a time to amplify your kids' strengths and your own as a parent. You know, focus on what's going well. Like if they're doing a really good job of, you know, playing outside and, you know, really enjoying that time, then maybe, you know, let's shift more to honing in on that and less, you know, worrying about turning in assignments on the computer. Now, obviously, we want them to be trying, be putting in some effort to online school, but honestly, if it's causing more harm than good, then maybe it's time to kind of like close it up, take a break, and then come back to it at another time. And, you know, it's okay for kids to have these rough days or times, you know, throughout the day. You may notice, you know, more difficulty with them following directions, um, increased desire for them to want to have screen time, more tantrums, more outbursts, really struggling to follow a, a schedule. Um, and, and these are when those regressive behaviors are more likely to show up when they're, you know, exhibiting or feeling more frustrated with just kind of what's going on in their environment. That's when some of this regression is going to show up. So being as, as a caregiver, as a parent, you can expect it. You can kind of be more prepared for that and then help them through that moment. But ultimately, you know, what's most important and what your kids are really going to remember throughout this is how did our family deal with this time? How do we handle it? You know, they're going to most remember how you connected with them, what was emphasized and really highlighted and what was really important during this time. This is definitely not being about being perfect. You know, there's no perfect way to do this um, or really perfect way to do anything. Like nobody's perfect. Um, But I think there's this pressure to want to you know, be all these different roles in your kid's life, but, you know, it's not a competition. Don't feel like you have to be doing it all because literally that's impossible. Your kid just needs their parent right now. You know, they miss their teacher. A lot of teachers are really going above and beyond to show their connection with their kids in their class by, you know, making videos and sending them emails. You know, some are even able to, you know, do uh, phone chats or, or, you know, have more of a, a dialogue with their students, which I think is amazing. Um, teachers are really, you know, working hard throughout all this. So, um, you know, you as a parent, just really focus on your role and what you think your kid needs from you right now. So what are some coping skills for managing regression right now in kids? Um, so most kids are used to having some kind of like 
calm down space or calm down corner, um, being able to go to the school counselor's room. You know, they're, they're used to being able to kind of remove themselves from a frustrating or stressful situation and having that time and space to regulate their emotions. So maybe mimic that within your own home. You know, find items that you can put in a corner or a space in their room or, you know, just, just create, you know, some kind of little space where they can work on regulating through whatever, you know, event is going on. What's really, I think, effective to have in these spaces is something that will help to ground them. So like grounding materials would be things that engage all five of their senses. So sight, sound, taste, smell, touch. I think that's all of them you know, all the five senses if I missed him. Um, but yeah, something that would activate all of those things, um, within that calm down corner so that they can truly, you know, calm themselves down. Another thing that you can do is really validate their feelings and any discomfort that they're having. And this kind of goes back to the parental self-care model to them, ways to cope in a healthy way. So, Find what really works for you um, and model that for your kids so that they see like, okay, mom's really feeling frustrated right now, but look what she does when she feels frustrated. She goes outside and, you know, gets a breath of fresh air or, you know, something like that. Find what works for you. Um, and just know that these behaviors, they're temporary. Just let it, you know, sometimes you just have to let it happen and just ride out the wave, you know, just make sure your kid is safe you know, they're not going to like destroy any property <laughs> majorly or hurt themselves in any kind of way or anyone else. Um, so just, let, you know, just kind of ride it out. Just sit there with them. Just be there with them. Don't say anything. Just kind of like be that presence and know that it's temporary and that it's serving a purpose for them in that moment. Think to yourself, like, what is my kid trying to tell me through this action right now? Or what does my child need right now versus focusing too much on the regressive behavior or whatever, you know, is being demonstrated. And also, you know, try not to compare their progress or their behavior with this like pre-COVID-19 life. You know, avoid things like like saying, a few months ago, you were sleeping in your bed just fine without me or, you know, comparing their progress in school to their homeschool progress um, or experience. You know, this is totally different for them. And their brains are still really processing and trying to make sense of everything that's unfolding. So normalize what they're going through. Even, you know, voice your own concerns and frustrations. Like, really make it seem like this, like, yeah, this is not normal. And, you know, I'm, you know, struggling with this too, kiddo. You know, this is how I'm frustrated or this is what I'm missing out on. And, um, you know, show them how you're trying to do more for yourself and cope with all these adjustments and changes and maybe model that really, really strongly for them. So ultimately, you know, you have to find the best way for you and your family to maintain that connection, maintain that uh, attachment, you know, co-regulate with your kid, meaning like you're regulating yourself so you can help them regulate themselves. So you're trying to, you know, deal with a, a intense emotion so that they can then feel like, you know, kind of feel the energy and then be able to tolerate and regulate their own intense emotion. And really, 
This is when kids feel heard and connected with their caregivers, and then they'll be less likely to demonstrate these regressive behaviors in the future, or they'll be better able to tolerate them and lower the intensity in a, in a more effective way. But ultimately, it'll be okay. Our kids will adjust. They're resilient. Their brains are changing and growing all the time. Um, they will definitely never forget this time, but they will also never forget the time and the connection that they shared with their family. So everyone continue to be safe and stay healthy. And um, yeah, we'll just continue to ride out this wave.